be freestyle again, bro. Yeah. Nigga, think they got a round wings. Yeah. I, yeah. I want a bitch in the best. I want to date a best friend. I want the Louis V. Less. I want to rave with a tan. I want to find the things. I want to design the things. I want to lie to things. I just want the rings. 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 Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 125. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Uh, day one of the NBA, first game for all the teams, uh, except for the Rockets. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? Let's the start first... with the first two games. Yep. Uh, ring night in LA. You want to start there? Yeah. All right. Uh, the battle of LA first game of the season. Uh, again, right? Did they do that last year? Yeah. Yeah, so again, first similar game outcome season. to what it was last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, Clippers won, uh, one sixteen to one hundred nine. What team you want to start with? What What did you see? Um, I saw a lot of positives for the Lakers. Okay. Uh, I do think they're they have like a different dynamic now. Mm-hmm. But their play style hasn't changed. Mm, okay. Where I think even though you got Schroeder, you got Harrell, you kind of upgraded at a lot of spots. It, they're still playing through AD and LeBron and kind of force feeding those guys. Mm-hmm. And, and LA has always been very methodical. Yeah. As far as like how they play offense. Yep. Uh, and they just kind of got better at what they do because now with Schroeder, with Harrell, they got more mismatches out there. Yeah. It's okay. just, it's it's going to be the same problem for them as it was last year. Where it was just sustaining the effort and are they going to be able to make open shots? Mm-hmm. I, uh, for them, I didn't see the same, well... Why don't the Lakers use their depth? Like they because have they're depth. more they're more like mismatch oriented. Mm, right. And this is why they were so good in the playoffs to me is like no matter how trash they played, they played the same style. Yeah. No matter who was out there. Like like we're gonna either AD's gonna sell us the game or he's gonna carry us through the game. Right. Same thing with LeBron, where with the Clippers, you saw it was very rhythm-oriented, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like if Kawhi is shooting the ball poorly, no, they're not really playing well. Right, when he's on the court and right. shooting the ball poorly. But, but I just think the Lakers, the, because their roles are so much more clear-cut, yeah. they're, they look more limited a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, I thought I would see more. Well, Wesley Matthews did nothing. Uh, I'm not surprised him being kind of like the backup two guard. 
Yeah, Caruso didn't do much, but he never really does. Morris did basically nothing. Gasol just hacked out the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, LeBron yeah. took LeBron took like a whole quarter to warm up. Five fouls in twelve minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh the the key THT really did nothing. Um two good buckets, that's it. Uh, yeah, you know, I think the Lakers, they looked like they were coasting through this, even though maybe they shouldn't have, maybe they should have tried to win, but I'm honestly sick of LeBron not trying to win every game. I really am. Yeah. And it's, it's starting to get like so obvious. Yeah. Cause this game was, I and this was kind of my problem with them during the season is why I, I want to say I did lose a little bit of faith in them going into the playoffs because there were so many nights where I just said, well, like they're not even trying to win this game. There were so many nights where it was just very relaxed, um, nonchalant. And uh, <laughs> that might be the same way for most of the season this year. But for some reason, this team... I don't see this team as um, they don't look as complete as they did last year to me, at least not from this first game. That's that's fair. And it is one game. I'm not saying I'm not saying, you know, I'm not judging the full season off. This is one game, but I don't see like the even the first game last season. I thought they looked complete. I don't see it this time, maybe. Uh, but also, like you said, LeBron really didn't turn up, turn up like he can. Anthony Davis didn't really turn up. He didn't even break 20. Um, Schroeder had the best night on the team to me. And I uh, think Schroeder is a guy they could be very excited about moving forward. Yeah, I do too. Because now, now, especially through like the midseason stretch, they have a third best player who can play as like a go-to guy. Yeah, but what what does Schroeder and LeBron having a big game look like? Will they ever have a big game at the same time? I think so. Okay. I think so just because of the Lakers' defense. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Yeah, because LeBron, you know, LeBron can get mostly fast break buckets. Yeah, and I do think they... Vogel is going to unlock a closing lineup... Yeah. And I think they're going to win a lot of games in a row with like a lineup they maybe something unexpected, I think. Okay. Okay. Kuzma looks good on offense. KCP looked great. Yeah, he did what he does. He did what he does. He looks steady. All right, let's talk about the winners, the Clippers. Um you want to go first with this one? Uh, no, tell me what you saw. Um, okay, so they started out really big. Uh, Batum at the power forward. He's big. He's athletic. Uh, but they really just played a, you know, a four forward kind of game to start. And uh, I hated how they looked in the beginning. Even though they were scoring, they were. There were shots that were like clear that they were only scoring because the Lakers' effort wasn't there, and not actually 
getting like really good buckets yeah. off the plays. They they got a lot of easy ones off of like Lakers just stupidity some of the time too. Right. So I wasn't sweating that at first. Um and then the Kawhi and Paul George chemistry still looks trash. To me, first half, it was bad. That's that's my biggest takeaway from the game. It hasn't changed? Because like a lot of the other stuff uh is is like a one game thing, so you can't really overreact to it. Right. But this to me, like the fact that we're going into year two and y'all still look like you've never touched the court together. <laughs> and they still have no point guard at all. None. There's no floor general out there. And I Kennard I don't know what they're doing with Kennard exactly. They're trying to make him into one. <laughs> they either but they're like they're like not committing to it though. They're like, all right, he's either gonna be a spot up shooter or he's gonna be handling the ball. And he's neither. So it just he was like playing in between that and it just it looks it looks messy, but Thank God Kawhi came out in the third quarter and let the person who I think we both have said at one time or another should be the, uh, you know, the one who takes the majority of the shots on the team. Paul George went bananas. He went crazy. But this is my thing is Paul George for about two and a half quarters was playing awful. Yeah. The first half? And there was, the entire first half, there was no effort to, to get him a good shot, to get him to, like, put him in a good position to make something happen. Right. And I'm looking at it, and again, the first half, I can't really realize why that's happening. Uh-huh. And then I watched the first half of the third quarter, and I'm like, well, it's because Kawhi's out there. Right. And this, like, it just blows my mind that, Ty Lue kind of had this this cool idea to run a triangle, but they look so disorganized with everything they do. Yeah. And Kawhi doesn't take a lot of reboundable shots for some reason. I noticed that, like, today. Dude, his shot selection has gotten much worse. It is because for some reason, you know, I don't know if it's him, his uncle, his the coaches... They've elevated him to this player that should be getting like Kobe-esque isolation shot. Obviously Kobe-esque, Jordan-esque. If right. he's the triangle, playing in the triangle, those kind of shots. If He's not Kobe or Jordan. Not even close as a one-on-one player. But like and, you saw when Paul George was going off, you saw how much flow they had. And the triangle looked great. It looked great when he was there because the mismatches there. I was looking out there. I'm like, can no one on the Lakers can guard Paul George? No exactly. one. And then LeBron was guarding Kennard, just watching George give every single player on the team a bucket. He gave Kuzma a bucket and one. A gave lot. KCP, he gave Kuzma a lot. Yeah. He gave KCP a and one three. He gave Caruso a few in a row, a couple fadeaways in a row. He went right at Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis did nothing. I'm like, wow. Why are they doing this the whole game? No one can stop Paul George one-on-one on the Lakers. Unless LeBron steps up and he's too busy guarding. What was Kennard? What was his percentage? Something trash. 
two for six canard. <laughs> Just strapping. <laughs> he was denying. <laughs> Playing deny oh, ball man. on canard. But that's, again, that's While why. George had 17 straight points. <laughs> I don't understand. It, it was tough to watch, I will say. It was. It was confusing. But again, the Lakers, to me, I like how methodical they are. They're so matchup-oriented on both ends. What do you think about Batum out there? <laughs> is that a serious question? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what did he do? do for Absolutely him? nothing. He just moved the ball. That's it. He, he, dude, he literally ran around. He hit the first shot that they got him. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? I haven't watched Batum since Portland, like, you know, consistently. He hasn't been on TV since Portland. Exactly. So yeah. so I forgot what he looked like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's the just I haven't seen him in a while. But he looks soft as hell. Mm-hmm. The way he moves, the way he, like, plays defense, the way he rebounds, it just, it's all soft. Yeah. And it frustrated me because you're trying to force him as this kind of key piece. But throughout the game, every time he was out there, you could tell there was no clue what he was out there for. Mm-hmm. I just think this team hasn't changed at all. <laughs> yeah. And That's what's frustrating is, to me more than anything. This is the problem with a lot of coaching on all levels in all sports there's this place there's this like uh weird middle ground where you're a little too close to the court too close to the game where you start over analyzing instead of just using your eyes like everybody else like how come no one else can see that when Kawhi is out the game you get the most out of Paul George than you that you can get how come we're the only ones who see that I, I and Paul, you. us and Paul are the only ones who sees that. But yet, I I guarantee every other game, they'll be out there together. He'll probably never even do it again. He'll probably be like, "Oh, man, Paul, you played great out there with Kawhi out. I can't wait for you to play that way with Kawhi in there." No, it's it's not gonna happen. That's the point. But coaches get like that sometimes. Um. And obviously, this is Lou's first game, so he has a lot of... Well, I take that back. It's not his first game. He was there the whole last season. Exactly. So, the adjustments, we should have seen at least one adjustment. And maybe that was the adjustment. Maybe he said, you know what? I need Paul George out there for for a full quarter running the offense for himself with starter caliber players. Um, But, But you look at it again, it's Paul George was great. It, he was. It, it was just him being great, though. There was no like, there was no real change in play style besides we're gonna feed him the ball more. And sometimes he had to actually like demand it. Exactly. There were sometimes I was like, okay, when are you gonna pass it back to him? He just scored ten in a row, and they didn't. I'm like, what are you doing? And my problem is, did you like any role player performance for the Clippers? Did no, any of the role players not. look comfortable for any stretch? I'll say, if anybody, I would say Ibaka, but that's because he did. He really didn't like get the ball. Yeah, I mean, 
No you, one else did. You could Especially say Zubac is maybe a little bit more effective off the bench. He is. But, like, none of it is meaningful. It's not, no. It's not, none of it is going to change or um, change a game or affect their win percentage. I, I just don't see this team winning meaningful games unless Kawhi is great or Paul George is great. And what do they have against playing Reggie Jackson? <laughs> like, why can't Reggie Jackson get more than three minutes in the first game? I don't know. Like, you see Caruso out there, you don't think, oh, Reggie, you could go in there? Or Quinn Cook? It's like, nah, Reggie, you know, this isn't it. <laughs> you can't handle these guys or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just think... This team is paying so much money to their, to me, weaker supporting cast now. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw either from the team, but I loved what I saw from Paul George. And I hope he does continue to do that. And I hope every time Kawhi's out there, he goes off. And it, it probably won't matter. But I hope it happens every time. Every time. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't believe that their offense is going to change in any meaningful way during the season. Yeah. But you did point out to me that there were a couple stretches where the, their defense looked elite. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And that's, that's the one thing that I'm going to keep an eye on every time I watch them during the season, because... That's one thing they could kind of do to overcome their offensive struggles. Yeah. But the fact that they're also inconsistent defensively just just it's hard for me to get excited over this win. Yeah, but the other thing is they have no fast break players. That's the other that's what's kind of trash about their defense being so solid. They don't have any guys who, you know, turn the um defense into points. Yeah, take off. They don't have, like, take off guys. No, they don't. They don't. And Paul George, I was watching, actually, a highlight um, clip of him earlier today. Most of his, like, you know, legendary dunks were off his own steals. It wasn't like, you know, someone got a steal and he broke out. He just picked somebody off himself and went and did it. Yeah. So, and, I mean, he's a he's been top five in steals, like, his whole career, every year. But, I mean... If he can't do that on this team, I don't know how they get any fast break points. Because Kawhi gets the ball and just holds it, and he'll bring it up slow. You know, Patrick Beverly isn't, like, as a good enough passer for some reason to even pass it up court sometimes. Uh, you know, and I don't know what Batum does. And the bench guys, yeah, they have no breakout players. They have no, you know, leak players. So that is one thing that kind of, um, you know, counteracts their great defense. Great defense is only great defense if you could turn it into points. But but Schroeder, my problem with their inconsistencies on defense is they have these elite players, and yet Schroeder looked like a mismatch for them. Yeah, he did. Like they look like they didn't have a guy because all their guards are too small. And all their wings are, like, too slow. Yeah. And, and it showed because Schroeder was just blowing past people every time he had the ball, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I thought Reggie Jackson would be a good matchup for Shooter in certain ways. Not that he would like get the better of him, but he'd be. I thought he would be the matchup for him at one point. But no, I mean, yeah. Beverly just plays Matador defense. He's probably the best Matador defender in the league. Uh, Kennard doesn't play any defense. Um, and, you know, Lou plays Matador defense too. And then it just leaves all the other guys. Good thing they got Ibaka a solid shot blocker to actually scare somebody coming into the paint. Yeah, I mean, it was – I think Morris was not playing – Kind of prevented us from seeing them at full strength. Yeah. But the way they, again, the way they play, I just, okay, maybe Morris is playing well, but he's going to make, take, take away two of your bench guys production. I'm not mad at that for them. But it's like, it's because there's no like clear cut system with them. Right. You think they keep Batum starting or Morris starts there? Morris, a hundred percent. Okay. I think Batum, 30 games into the season, Batum will be out of the rotation. <laughs> 30 games might be generous. <laughs> All right. All right, let's move on. Uh, um, the first game. I I don't have a whole lot to say about this game. Um, so hey, Warriors better be heading straight back to that lottery. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it straight into the point. Warriors, they look terrible. Uh, S- Steph was trying way too hard to score. He was trying harder than he's ever tried. But I think Steph can do that. But you know he's gonna need something. Wiggins four for sixteen and Ubre three for fourteen is not gonna cut it. Brad Wanamaker was just doing nothing out there. The rest of the guys they got. It's almost like the rest of the bench guys played like a weird middle ground of playing time where like they were out there just enough to do like just enough to do a little bit, but too long to not affect the game negatively. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, they yeah. weren't out there long enough to do anything substantial, but they're out there just enough to really do substantial for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and the Nets, man, I mean, I think we just said it on the last podcast. Their depth is in- insane. Insane. Unfair. And it looks insane. It, it looks insane. I, I think, um, the floor being spread for Kyrie is going to be scary. Uh, you know, DeAndre looks great just getting rebounds and kicking it out, doing what he does best. Uh, Jared Allen coming in as like the backup, having DeAndre and then bringing Jared Allen and not losing anything is just such. If a, anything, getting an upgrade. Right, it's such a such a uh, great great option for them. Uh, Levert, it looks like an elite six man. He'll probably be my six man of the year favorite if he stays six man for this team. Uh, and you know you got. Shamit, Lawawu, Cabarro, and Tyler Johnson are just elite bench guards. Elite at this point. Yep. Um, Shamit would start on a lot of teams. He just started on the team that they picked to win the championship last year. Uh, Tyler Johnson is a super energy guy, and Lawawu Cabarro is coming to having like the purest stroke in the league. 
just out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. Jeff Green looks great. Uh, compared to what he did on the Rockets, which was nothing. Uh, you know, and I I kind of like Dinwiddie not having to be such a ball handler on the team. Cause when he was the ball handler with the bench, it seemed like it was too just play through him kind of game kind of ball. And I like when he's being the off guard or the guard who brings it up and you know gives up the ball and can get like a small ISO. It looks it looks good for him. That's that's great. one thing I will disagree with you. I thought if if I noticed anything from this game, it's that Dinwiddie is like drew the short straw. I think he drew the short straw, yeah. I agree with that. But I think it's going to be very significant just because of how how dominant KD and Kyrie are. Oh, so you think you think he's going to be out there just for nothing sometimes? Not necessarily. Like I still think he's going to have big games for them cuz he's a good player, but him and Kyrie clearly it, it doesn't look good them kind of playing off each other. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I I don't think I don't want them to play off each other, but I I like that they can have two play initiators on the opposite you, yeah. side of the court. Like cuz Kyrie normally his play does results in nothing but his own shot. And that's okay. That's just how he plays. But you could swing it over to the opposite side, like the other side of the overload, and Dinwiddie can do what he does and create a shot for himself or others. And it doesn't like, you know, Kyrie can be a um, spot-up shooter at times. I don't know. I, I just like where Kyrie doesn't have to make a play for anybody because you have another play initiator out there. Um, But the great thing about it is that chances are, Levert will come in for Kyrie and Dinwiddie and Levert will do what they did, you know, the last three years. Um, yeah, man, they have a lot of options. <laughs> yeah, they do. And, and I uh, think and I think they're they're gonna benefit off of KD has clearly uh, adapted that Warriors play style into his game. Yeah, hopefully it stays. The I don't need to have the ball for more than eight seconds, kind of game. I, I think it will. Yeah. Okay. I think he he's he's capable enough of dominating, you know, with limited touches just because he's so effective. Uh, it's just watching him being like an isolation player and then watching Kawhi trying to do the same thing, it's like a night and day difference. Yeah. Like we've criticized KD for kind of the controlling the ball way too much. But I never mm-hmm. questioned that he was a you know top two three player, right? Because I think he's just just watching him for the, that just that first quarter. I was like, wow, he's he's still unstoppable. Yeah, and it, with Brooklyn's depth, with how kind of how fast they tried to play a lot of the time, mm-hmm. I think he's going to dominate. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a really, really, really tough match matchup for anybody he's gonna just continue to do like that warriors thing that he does yeah and and i think that's where he's best i don't think i I don't i mean trying not to sound like a hater for durant again off his first game because i liked how he played but i don't ever want to see durant as the 
one and only good player on a team again, or like the the only go to guy on a roster ever again. I don't. This want to team see should never have to play like that. Right, this team shouldn't. But I'm saying, even if he was on another team, I I don't like him. He doesn't look that good when he does that to me. He doesn't look anything. He doesn't look as special as he does when he can get the ball and just score. Like he has to do too much. When he has to do too much, I think he looks like he's doing too much. I, I mean, I I know that doesn't that sounds crazy to say because it's like obvious, but. Like, when LeBron has to do too much, it still just looks like LeBron being LeBron. But when Durant has to, he has to rebound, he has to get, you know, four, Defend, yeah. four or five plus assists. Yeah, he has to defend the best player on the other team and score 30. I don't think that suits him. I don't think he's that kind of player. He's a really, really, really good, you know, great, just I don't. I don't want to keep saying accelerated role player, but no, he's he's more than that. He's, he is more than that because but I, that's that's where he and Kawhi are so different to me. He's a. I, I'm I'm saying that Durant is really good off the ball, and I think when he's off the ball, you can get more out of him than when you just give him yes. the ball and get out the way. I think his ceiling is higher when you give him like a lot of off ball possessions. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I feel. I don't like when Durant has to bring the ball up court. I, I think that lowers yeah. his ceiling. And you don't get the the best out of him or the team. I think it just lowers the whole team's ceiling when you do that. But when you, like you said, when he's the guy, when you run a play and there's, you know, 10 seconds left on the clock is maybe a breakdown and you just give it to Durant, he's a beast like that. He's unstoppable. Yeah. Um. And this is that team that will be like that. It's a, it's a perfect setup for these guys. Uh, and and that should really show you how little we, little opinion we have of these guys' attitude. Because <laughs> both of us have said mo- multiple times we don't think this will work. But we never mention it not working because of the talent. Yeah, might it's be never most- a basketball reason for why it won't work. Exactly. This might be one of the most talented teams ever. Top to bottom, all 13 guys. I just I watched that opening night and I was like, how how does anybody in the Eastern Conference guard this team? It's going to be tough. I like Miami maybe can do it. I think Milwaukee with Drew Holiday should be able to do it. I think Milwaukee and Boston are the only teams that have a shot. And that's just because they have the length yeah, man, it's, it's still going to be tough, I think. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see with Boston tomorrow, Christmas Day. Uh, anyway, let's go to the other games. Real Everybody quick, else. Real quick for the Warriors, because, you know, they're not very good, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't understand why five minutes into the game, the Nets are playing through Kyrie and KD. And the Warriors are trying to move the ball. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? What do you mean? That's what bothered me. This game, the, because it was over in about eight and a half minutes. Yeah. And for the first five, six minutes of the game, the Warriors are trying to, like, play team basketball, try to get everybody good shots. Yeah. And it, like, it wasn't working. Right. And yet we didn't, there was not an effort to get Steph more involved. 
No. Steph had to do everything alone. And That's then he what... had to come off these pin downs into like a not open area for some reason. Yeah, but there was these stretches where they didn't even run those plays for him. Like it was just trying to create basic drives by guys like Andrew Wiggins who are already playing like garbage. Yeah. I mean, they're coming out of timeouts and running plays for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. That blew my mind. With Steph Curry out on the floor at that point. Right. That was just shocking to me. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It, it seemed like Kerr doesn't know how to use Wiggins at all. Based I, off what I saw. To be honest with you, I don't know how to use Wiggins at all. <laughs> but, I mean, you're not... I mean, Kerr should have figured that out by now. I mean, Wiggins is a really good low post guy for guards. I mean, he... I think that's where he... um where he flourishes the most is in the low post as a guard. You know, his little fadeaway is nice. He's a little too long for a lot of guards that check him. I think that's what he does well, but it's surely not one-on-one from 30 feet from the basket or come off a pin down or curling around the, you know, wing. That's not what he does. And you see it resulted in a turnover or a bad shot every time he did it. Yeah. Every time. You, you made a good point later in the game when by Draymond not being out there was like a crater. It was. He looked like their, their playmaker, their floor general. Yeah. And, and without him, it looked like a complete mess. And I don't think... Like, I do think Draymond fixes some of that. But this team is going to struggle to consistently get good shots. Draymond wouldn't have fixed them winning this game. That's oh, for no, sure. No, no, no. But um, they look small without Draymond out there. Because Pascal is, a, I mean, I feel like he's the same height as Draymond. Or I guess he's a little shorter. But he looks, I mean, he's the size of a guard. Wiggins is taller than Pascal, right? Yeah, and Pascal doesn't look ready to start yet to me. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And he's he's not ready to start to me because he still doesn't have a position it's like you just put him somewhere like if he came off the bench you could say okay we have a matchup in mind for him when he comes in the game yeah but when he starts and he's like forced to guard kd or he's forced to guard like the best small forward on the other team it doesn't work out well at all it looks really bad um but uh james wiseman looked fantastic I thought it was a great first game for him on this team. Yeah, I think it's going to take him five, ten games to get really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, with how they move the ball, he should he should thrive. Yeah. Yeah. All right, day two. Where do you want to start on day two? The televised game, or yeah. you want to? Yeah. Uh. You gotta you gotta talk to me about Boston and Milwaukee because I only saw a short stretch in the second quarter and the last ten minutes. All right, um, so this Boston Milwaukee game was really a game of runs because at first Boston was playing great, then Milwaukee. Uh, no, I'm sorry. At first Milwaukee was playing great. They were kind of neck and neck, but Milwaukee was getting a little bit better of it. Then Boston kind of pulled away, 
Uh, I want to say uh, third quarter, second and third quarter, they started really bodying the Bucks. It was just Jalen Brown was hitting everything. It looked like he had more points than he had, I guess, because you know he didn't shoot that many free throws. But it looked like he was scoring everything he had. Teague was working Drew Holiday for a while, and then the fourth quarter came, and um. Milwaukee just hit it. They flipped a switch. And Greek Freak was hitting threes. Uh, Middleton was playing like LeBron or Magic. Uh, you know, Holiday was was getting a lot of, you know, uh, off the ball shots. You know, they'd just kick it to the corner. Holiday was there. He'd score it. Um, off the break, they'd give it to Holiday. He'd get a tough strong layup uh, and what kind of blew me away is that their bench meant absolutely nothing this whole game like they could have played without the bench this game and they I think they would have been the score would have been the same score because they did nothing Connaughton came out there and just ran around and you know um, kind of just played physical defense but did nothing offensively uh, Bobby Portis came in and got some really strong rebounds, but um, you really didn't even notice him out there. Forbes hit a really tough, uh, um, really tough three, and then you didn't notice him out there for the rest of the time. DJ Wilson was horrendous on the court. It was just, he was just terrible. Absolutely yeah, yo, terrible. Who did I say beat him off the dribble like easily? <laughs> Yo, I don't remember, but <laughs> who was it from Boston that just like worked him real quick? Oh, Grant Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Yo, like a Grant little... Williams just got the ball and took it straight at him. I was like, no way, bro. Yeah, a little like short head fate and just blew past him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was... <laughs> so... Oh, that's a bad look. Milwaukee's off season did nothing for them this game. Tory Craig didn't play. DJ Augustine didn't play. Um, I think DJ Augustine was hurt, but I think Torrey Craig just didn't get in the game. Uh, Greek Freak shot great, but he had five fouls, and four of them were charges. Four of them. Oh, no. Uh, I think... Actually, it might have been all five of them being charges, to be honest. Uh, I know Smart took two. Ojale took one. Um, I don't remember who took the other one. Smart might have taken three, actually. It was just bad, man. I mean, he was just trying to force his way to the lane as usual. Uh, you know, I'm happy the game was very close because I, I, I noticed a lot of things I didn't like in those last ten minutes from both teams. Yeah. Uh, similar to the Clippers, neither of these teams look like they've learned from why they they got eliminated. I agree, because especially Boston. Yeah, because the the, the shot distribution, and yeah. without Kemba, without Gordon Hayward, without Kemba, I thought it would look better. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, man, for a lot of the time, it looked worse. It did. I mean, what is going on with like Tristan Thompson's getting the ball midway through the fourth quarter? 
he's trying to force a drive like from the top of the key. <laughs> what is yeah. Daniel Tice is wide open. He's missed slower. like three in a row. So he's but he's taking another one because he's wide open. Yeah, I just and, he hit like his first two and then didn't make any after that. Yeah, I just did not like how the Celtics spread the ball around. I didn't either, and I don't. I really don't get what Brad Stevens doesn't understand about mismatches, because they're like the only team I know that go towards like the best check on the floor. Yeah, they just like, give it to Tatum no matter who's guarding him. <laughs> yeah, like it's Greek freak on Tatum and he goes out and it's ISO. Like he's like Greek freak is a scrub. He's a defensive <laughs> player of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's the last possession really kind of like defeats the whole narrative of the game. Yeah. But I thought late in the game Boston was trying to lose with the kind of shots they were taking. Dude, they were up. I don't know how much they were up, but they were up like 18 going into the fourth. And Milwaukee just started coming back and back. And Boston just kept missing shots. And Milwaukee just kept scoring. Greek Freak was, I mean, I've never seen him shoot that well. He only hit three threes, but he shot fantastic. They looked so he had a confident. Couple, uh, he had a couple turnarounds that looked pretty good. Yeah, he shot great. I mean, honestly, this was probably one of the best games I've seen Greek Freak play. Top to bottom. It really was. And he only had two assists, but you couldn't really tell because of how they were moving the ball. But, I mean, he had seven turnovers, but, you know, four or five of them were charges. That was really the only thing, his only negative. Uh, I just... And I like how Holiday is just letting the game come to him. And that's what he does best. That's what, you know, like I say about him all the time, he's steady. If you give him the ball and he can score, he's going to score. And that's it. He, he won't, he doesn't force anything. And, um, you know, to your point, that is the biggest upgrade from Bledsoe is he, he doesn't force anything. Um, and Middleton, he was just, he was everywhere. Rebound, 14 rebounds from Middleton? Yeah, I, he, he was really playing like Magic Johnson, backing guys down. They're starting five. I don't know if they could have played a better game. Demon Chinzo giving you 15. As a starting five, they played great. And, you know, um, Boston, Smart, <laughs> Marcus Smart just decided, like, I'm only playing defense tonight. <laughs> There's no offense out of me. Only three shots. That's cool. Seven assists. Nice. But everything else was just all, all defense. Tice, nothing. I don't think Tice has, like, done anything different with his game. And I know... It's only been like what, forty-five days since they played. Yeah. So you know you can only be in the gym so long without a break. But Tice maybe even lo- looked worse than he did last season to me. And then, like I said, man, the the mismatches they just they didn't go to him. Brown was trying to take Middleton face up, you know, a guy his size. Um, Thompson would like catch it on. Lopez or Greek Freak and just like try to turn around and just like get up quicker than them for the floater. Yeah, or I the hook. That a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I didn't. I don't know, man. I don't know why Brad Stevens has these guys not looking for the mismatch or creating the mismatch. I saw no screens for like 
smart to screen for Brown and like get uh, DiVincenzo on Brown for a possession and then them go at him. They do it and then they'd pass it to Tatum to go at Giannis with DiVincenzo guarding Brown. Anyway, long story short, I think Brad Stevens is done after this season. This game was just a a microcosm of what I think is going to come this season. To me, and, to me, they're they're kind of what I expected them to be. They're going to live and die by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And that's terrible coaching. It, it's terrible. It is, I agree with you, but it's they've just settled into that at this point. But it, it's clear with this talent, they don't have to. But you they really see, don't. I think we've gotten to a point where they don't know how to use Jason Tatum outside of that. They can use him like that. It just doesn't have to be so much. It didn't have to be 28 times. I, I think <laughs> it's going to be a steady diet of that. It, you no, know, I do too. That's the and For I, better or worse. And I think that will be their problem. Um, you know, I, I didn't really... I noticed Kimba not being there a little bit. But it wasn't glaring, just because they play the same by just handing it to Tatum. Um, but I will say Teague, I really liked the lineup with Teague, Smart, Brown, and Ojale and Thompson. Actually, when Tice was out of there, I don't know why they start Tice and Thompson. I don't know what they're trying to prove with that. But um, the Teague, Smart, and Brown combo. I thought it was the best the best trio on the court at the same time for them. Um, it was short, but it looks it looks really good. Teague is a guy you know if you're not guarding him, he's another guy like Holiday. He's just gonna score. Like if if it's there, he's gonna go for it. He was hitting threes. Um, he was making strong, uh, strong drives, just playing strong. He's a you know strong defender. He looked like a really good addition to them, and I wouldn't be surprised if for some reason they did lose Kimba. I'm not sure if it would make a difference given how they play right now. Um, And that's not good. If you lose your starting point guard and your team doesn't change, you know, you had a problem in the first place. Speaking of no change, I I thought Milwaukee lost this game because they fell back into the same nonsense that keeps them losing in the playoffs what's that the last three minutes the the it, it was like no there was no offense uh-huh it was like oh Giannis, you're having a good game take some shots Giannis would take awful shots he'd miss them then a couple possessions later it was middleton you're having a great game try to get some shots he couldn't really get a good shot nothing was changed to to help him uh, yeah. Then Drew Holiday, Drew, you're having a great game. You take tough shots, and Drew actually made one. Mm-hmm. But again, it was all <laughs> difficult shots. It was all top of the key isolations with maybe a uh, a lazy pick and roll in there. Right. And to me, that's I don't care that their rosters upgraded. If they continue to play like that, games are going to continue to come down to Greek freak making free throws to end the game and he's not going to do it. Right. Which is what happened. Yep. I mean, that second free throw was 
I've never been more sure somebody was going to miss a free throw in my life. He almost airballed it. <laughs> he did. It was really close to being an airball. <laughs> yeah, and he drained the first one. I'm like, yo, you got it. I thought he was going to miss the first one and have to figure out the second one. But, <laughs> well, it is what it is. Hopefully, I mean, he looks crushed too, man. He really did. He did, and he's a guy, he, he gets motivated by things like that. Yeah, he does. That's one thing I love about him. I think uh, I think he's, it's going to make him hungry moving forward. Yeah. All right. Give us um, the Wizards 76ers. Give it to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was a good game, man. I got to say, this was a fun, this was probably the most fun I had with all the games uh, uh-huh. the first couple of days. Uh-huh. It was very, very physical, very competitive. Almost had kind of a like a rivalry feel to it. Okay. Uh, a lot of a lot of talking back and forth. A lot of, a lot of extra shoving. I like it. Uh. But again, the Wizards. I got a lot to say about them, but Philly to me was more of the same. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid had no chemistry. Mm. It it's like there's no. It's like there's no dynamic similar to what you asked. Uh, what does Dennis Schroeder and LeBron look like playing well together? Right. What does Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid playing well together look like? Mm. Like it should be easy because Ben is like this point hybrid. Embiid is a scoring machine. But for some reason, either, either Embiid can be a scoring machine... Or Ben could be like this elite floor general. But it can't mm-hmm. be both. Right. And again, it was more of the same where it's just like Ben Simmons is is just out there for certain possessions. He looks out of place. Uh, certain possessions Embiid looks out of place. And the bench is just kind of struggling to fit in wherever they can. Hmm. Like, I thought they, Philly did similar to what the Clippers did. They fell back on the greatness of their star players. Where they didn't really change anything, but they just started giving the ball to Embiid, and Embiid was just working Robin Lopez. Yeah, I saw a 40-point fourth quarter by the 76ers. Yeah, and and I'm going to get into the Wizards a little bit more in a sec, but I, I just... I don't know, man. Philly didn't look like they've changed anything. I, I thought Seth Curry's a nice addition, and he he made a lot of big plays for them to close the game. But it's just not really clear what he is out there. Hmm. Okay. Because they played all game. He was just like a spot-up guy. And then all of a sudden, they started playing pick-and-rolls through him. Hmm. And he was getting good shots, much better shots than Ben Simmons was. Mm-hmm. So it's just I don't know, man. I I think Doc has a lot to work with. Wait, you you were talking about Seth just now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Doc has a lot to work with, but I just I can't see these this team beating the the top tier Eastern teams. Um. What about Danny Green? I heard he played awful. Bad. Awful. He was. 
his Lakers slump is still in full effect. But what was the problem? Could you tell? Um, well, he bricked a lot of good shots, I thought. Oh, okay. Uh, similar to what he did for the Lakers. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, but it was just weird. Philly, Philly plays, and they did this last year at certain points, where they look like they have a lot of depth. Uh-huh. Just just because of how everybody's playing well together at times. Uh-huh. But I don't know, man. I just didn't like what I saw. I I don't I hate to overreact to the first game, but the the key thing for me is your two star players still have no chemistry. Yeah. It's so everything everything they do is so separate. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make sense to me. It's just like Kawhi and Paul George. I'm ready for the breakup, man, between those two. I really am. I'm actually sick of seeing them together. I I do think this team is going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to be, you know, a top four or five seed in the East again. You know, that's the thing about GMs. I know know being a GM is not an easy job. I'm not saying I can do it. But I never understand why they don't take the chance or why they wait so long. You know, in purgatory, as we say all the time. Why yeah. do you wait and lose the same way every season at the same time? You know, and don't make any changes. Or the changes you make aren't the changes that will propel you up a notch. You know what I mean? Seth is a good player. Danny Green is a good player. But neither one of them are team-changing players. Neither of them. And that's really all they got. I mean, and Dwight, Dwight's a team-changing player, but not a, he's, you know, one championship that he didn't even play in the finals for. Or the semifinals for. So it's like, how big of a deal is Dwight? I never understand why teams like that just keep going back, you know, banging their head against the wall with the same squad when they have valuable assets to let go. I mean, I think there's a lot of teams who would take Ben Simmons and Tobias right now and yeah. give up their best player for him. Yeah, man. Tobias, by the way, does not fit well with with Embiid, I think. It's, Embiid is becoming one of the harder players to fit with, I think. I agree. And I, you know, I, you, I didn't I, watch this game. I just watched the, you know, the condensed game or the highlights. It's still where it's like, when Embiid has the ball and he's not right down low, he's still a black hole. But if he doesn't have the ball down low, no one knows what to do other than just watch. And there needs to be a play where he like catches it and it's like a quick quick pass to the corner and then him just dive, you know, dive down and get the ball or get out the way, something How like do that. They, like I, I notice with the Lakers when they often when they get anybody posted up they get like cuts off of it they get kind of easy passes mm-hmm. like you feed you're constantly you're constantly feeding guys in the post like Embiid and Simmons but you're not really getting constantly easy shots yeah Th- that's where I I just question what the issue is where it's like. Like, Embiid has to get tough-ass buckets for him to cook. Why? I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, so I just... 
I didn't see an answer in this game. I'll say that. Gotcha. But they did win, and there's another team I have to talk about, and that's my, my team, DC. Yep. <sighs> there's a lot to be excited for. I'll say that off rip. I think Bradley Beal looks just phenomenal. I think he's making a case for, well, him him and one other shooting guard are making a case for best shooting guard in the league. Who's the other shooting guard? Uh, the, the night game yesterday. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But uh, Bradley Beal just looks physical. He looks... He just looks like he's more built to to carry the offense. Yeah. Where he's got a lot of Clay Thompson movement to his game. Very in very good shape. He's very quick with his choices. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he doesn't have that quality that we criticize a lot of the other stars for, where it's like, why are you dominating the the ball control? Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal doesn't do that. No. Uh and he he surprisingly the the offense was very Russell centric very westbrook oriented but bradley yep. beal still found a lot of ways to thrive off of that okay uh okay. and i think you know there's a bunch of other players to be excited for uh denny looked great mm-hmm. uh, he's he's like he doesn't look strong but he is good shooter good decision maker i mean our front court looks good and that's hachimura didn't even play and our front court looked pretty solid Mm-hmm. You know, Russ. Russ was about the same. That Russ hasn't really changed. <laughs> which, <laughs> I don't think he can change at which, this point. Which kind of helps the Wizards to some extent. <clears throat> yeah. But once Russ gets going on like the I'm gonna take a lot of shots, it it's never gonna look good. It just won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why the Wizards lost, and the reason the reason why the Wizards were such a bad team last year, I guess team defense doesn't exist in our locker room. Right. There's just so many just bad, just awful team defense late in the fourth quarter. Like you said, forty points in the fourth. Yeah, and that's it, bad. it was like it was eighty percent Embiid post ups. Yeah, that's really bad. I mean, come on, you're. You can't stop and beat post-ups for about eight minutes, and then Seth Curry is cooking you and orchestrating the offense for two and a half minutes. Yeah. You're not, who are you beating allowing that to happen? Nobody. And that was the problem. I thought they matched them point for point, but just couldn't get any stops. How do they get oh, like a haul of fire free agents? Like, what, you think it would have to be in a trade? For the Wizards? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just not going to attract guys like that? Yeah. But I think, I mean, I don't want to overreact. And I know they over, they paid Bertans a lot of money. Yeah. But my God, he's a flamethrower. He's cash. Cash money. Bro, he's got that Duncan Robinson thing of, like, even when he's not open, he's getting it up there. Yeah. And it just is so quick, so cash. He, dude, he's up there with shooters in the league, man. For sure. But like spot up shooters, I don't know if I don't know if I can name you three to five guys who are better or more lethal as spot up shooters than Bertans. 
Yeah, I saw flashes of that in San Antonio for yeah, sure. Exactly. All right, let's talk about before we get to the um, last game. Let's talk about the uh, some of the other non televised games. Yes. Uh, the Magic beat the Heat. Did you see any of the highlights of that? Uh, no. Um, Fournier was just cooking. And the Magic, the Magic have found a nice balance to their shot selection and their offense. Uh, Cole Anthony came in and was like a really good play initiator for them. Uh, he had six assists off the bench, which is tough. I mean, for you know, a pretty small guy. Um, that's really that's really all I can say about that. And <laughs> Miami or... just, I think they're trying to get used to the the changes in their. You know, in their roster, even though really Harkless was the only one that played, it looks like it looked like they were missing more than just. Didn't uh, they start Harrow at point guard? Yeah. I don't know if that was the right move. I'll tell you that right now. It's definitely not the right move. Because <laughs> I we, liked. We said all playoffs we didn't like Harrow and Robinson being out there together. But I liked Harrow as a playmaker. I yeah. just I don't know if I like him as kind of being like the clear cut playmaker, right? And you know I didn't see the game, but I don't know who uh, <laughs> I don't know who Jimmy Butler was guarding, but whoever Duncan Robinson was guarding must have been getting off. It might because, have to be Fournier. Yeah, because he had twenty five. Terrence Ross obviously came in and had nineteen. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so Ross and Fournier out there, whoever Duncan was guarding was probably getting getting buckets. It's so weird because Orlando was a playoff team, and they were like they were a bad playoff team, but they weren't a fluke playoff team. No, they're definitely not a fluke playoff team. And, yeah. and they have talent. I mean, I think with Vucevic, they have a, a level now where it's a lot of a lot of better players than you think. Yeah. And Fournier is a prime example because Fournier's been an maybe not elite scorer, but he's up there. He is. Like the Magic he's... is unfortunately the Magic is like a they're just a forgotten franchise where you can no matter how good you play out there, you're not gonna get any recognition. <laughs> like Vucevic has been killing the league centers for like six years now. Yeah, nobody cares. No one cares at all. Ross. Terrence Ross was like an elite six man last year. Yeah. Nobody cares. You know what's crazy is uh, Vucevic cooking for like six years. Nobody cares, but people were people were like hyped in anticipation for Nurkic to come back for Portland. Right, and I'm, I would take Vucevic over Nurkic oh, any day, all day, every day. Yeah, um, so that's what I saw from that game. Um, Charlotte had a fun season opener. I came in here last year before the season started, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if Rozier came out the gates with some crazy scoring games. And what did he do? He played like trash all season well, last year. It was because Devontae Graham like emerged. Yeah, but then this <laughs> this first game, he decides to go for 42. And he was threes. torching them. It was crazy. Yo, um, I never thought he would hit 10 threes in his life. I'm telling you, man, I saw I I really did believe in him last year. I really did. 
He just, you know, wanted to wait a year. That's all. Um, <laughs> Hayward looks good for them uh, in their in the flow of the offense. He didn't take a lot of crazy shots. It looked like he was just, you know, being smooth, just fitting in. But um, Cleveland, man, Cleveland is like <laughs> sneaky stacked, low key. Like they're not stacked, but they have like a lot of guys who are um, really energetic and uh, they have like all momentum players for some reason. You Where know, Sexton yeah. and and Garland are all they're both like swarming defenders. You know they they're um, like come at you all night kind of scores, and obviously we know what Larry Nance does. He's dunking on you. If you're in the paint and he gets it at the three-point line and there's no one in front of him, he's coming in and he's dunking on you every time. Yeah. Really good rebounder. Isaac, Isaac Okoro looks great as a rookie. Um, Drummond is doing what he does, 14-14. and 14. We already know what happens there. JaVale McGee came in 13-7. and seven. You get 13-7 and seven from JaVale? Yeah. You know, people got excited about Phoenix's bubble run. But I thought yeah. Cleveland was a bad team who started playing much better that last month before the shutdown. I agree. Uh, and they've clearly built, they've kind of built off of that momentum. Osman looks good. And, I mean, they beat, you know, not that the Hornets are like any great team to beat, but they beat the Hornets without Exum, Porter, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., and uh, Love, obviously, so... Anthon Maker, who was like eating in the preseason for some reason out of nowhere. Yeah, but, I, I um, wonder if they're still gonna do anything with Kevin Love. I do too. I wonder if they're gonna do anything with Drummond, Drummond or Love. I mean, both of them were kind of on the trade seat. You know, Drummond signed the extension, but it didn't seem like an extension for actually staying with them. It was like one for, you know. You signed, so when we trade, you teams will actually know you're going to commit to the team kind of extension. So, I I don't know. I mean, I think this team can win some games. I I could see them being an Orlando-type eighth seed. I could see that with them. Um, But, you know, it's not likely, obviously. But still. Uh, I have nothing to say about the Knicks and Pacers game. RJ Barrett, baby. Uh, I said the Raptors looked really bad, and they looked really bad. They Pelicans did. Pelicans looked they looked did. really good. Zion was. <laughs> I don't understand how Zion can just like make really every play he makes looks dominating. Like he didn't it looks go like crazy. He's so much more athletic every time he gets a bucket. Yeah, he only had fifteen and ten and one block, but the one block was disgusting yeah <laughs> 10 yeah. of the 15 points were like dunks in traffic <laughs> yeah and the rebounds were like one hand snatches and two I'm, hands i'm excited to see him play like 30 35 minutes a night man yeah me too yeah i think and if if the pelicans are 45 to 50 wins well let's just say 40 to 45 because it's a little bit less games yeah, if they're a middle playoff team with Stephen Adams and Zion starting as a front court, yeah, Alvin Gentry's coach of the year. 
I mean, uh, Stan Van Gundy, sorry. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of had a, this solid team fall right in his lap, too. I mean, because I don't think Gentry would do a bad job with this team. This, this is a completely good, different I, team from last year. He didn't even get to have Zion. I'm not really. going to lie, man. Lonzo looks great. He does. And Bledsoe fit so perfectly with this team this first game. I mean, I don't know how long that'll last. But hes they're just letting him, okay, attack or drive and kick. Like, you have two options. And he did it. Great for them. And the drive and kicks were working amazing. Because Lonzo was knocking down threes. Ingram was knocking down threes. And JJ gave you 23. Six threes. First game. Yeah, man, I, I, they're a, they're another young team with a lot to be excited about. Yeah, and they're a team too who have depth that they don't even get to use. Like um, Jackson Hayes only got six minutes. Um, Hart had a lot of minutes, but you know he didn't get a lot of shots off. Uh, they got Winion Gabriel from from Portland. I didn't even know that happened. But um, yeah, they look pretty good. They look good. They look balanced. The Raptors, on the other hand, just I don't I don't know. They just didn't look good. Van Vliet, as I mentioned in the preseason, was just taking horrific shots. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta let him give him, you gotta give him some time. <laughs> Three for twelve, first game. Come on, man. You know, the Raptors, like I said, the Raptors are always gonna look ugly. Yeah, but. Van Vliet, the dude that everyone was worried about them losing, you can't come out like this. You can't do it. It can't be like that. At least not for long. Anyway, uh, um, John Morant looked fire. Uh, we mentioned he looked bouncy. He looked ready. And, you know, I, I really like how he competes as a player. I think that might be my favorite quality about him. Win or lose, no matter how he's playing, he's going to give you a competitive, you know, energy the whole night. Yeah, he's got the, the good aspect of, like, Russ's character traits. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, the, you know, the Spurs just have, they have a lot of, a lot of balanced firepower with these guards, man. It's like, but if DeRosa's going to play like this, they're a really good team. They are. It's just, like... They started four guards. <laughs> they started four two guards. That's crazy. You know, almost every team I watch these first couple of days really tries to force playing like two to three guards at a time. Yeah. The Wizards did it. Uh, Boston obviously does it. Uh-huh. The Lakers tried to do it. Yep. Clippers. I think a lot of teams are really... I think... Teams saw what OKC did last year, and I don't want to call it a blueprint, but I think playing a lot of high IQ shot creators is a good is a good mix for a lot of teams. Yeah, I do too. Yep. Um, okay, let's talk about the late game. <clears throat> no, 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 games... no, 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 no. Let's let's talk about Portland for a second. Oh God. Are you? We're starting off on the wrong foot, Terry Stotts. I'm gonna just say that right now. Utah comes out the gate with 120 points. You have three starters that don't get double digits. You, 
Utah, who we complain about their offense year after year, looks unstoppable first game? They started Royce O'Neal, and he scored nothing. And they still, you know... Gobert, Gobert looked like he was worth every bit, every penny of that extension. Yeah, he did. I mean, come on. This is this is that bullshit I'm talking about. Nurkic is not good, man. <laughs> no. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say it straight up. He's not good. He's whack. He's trash. He's not trash, but he's not good at all. I think Mason Plumlee is as good as Nurkic at this point. At least he's going to block some shots and give you energy. Nurkic comes, he plays like he, like he's Sabonis, the father. Like he thinks he's like, he, he thinks really he's like an elite. like that, yeah, yeah. Like an elite passer, he catches a ball, palms it, holds it out like he's Jordan, yeah, like he's and he, looks around. He like wants I'm to gonna... be Jokic so bad, <laughs> like he's about to make a highlight assist, and he just takes a terrible shot. I just, I, I don't get. What are we doing? Why are we okay? Damian Lillard has a bad game, so when when my star player has a bad game, that's when I'm looking at what my role players are doing. And they did nothing. And Derek Jones, first game, you got him chucking three-pointers. All his shots were three-pointers. Derek Jones didn't even play for the Heat in the playoffs. And you're starting him on your team? In, in for, for floor spacing. It's nonsense. What? And then, and then the guy... The guy who should be for spacing Covington gets like two or three shots. It's nonsense. What are we doing? Cantor had the best game on the team to me. <clears throat> hey, he's 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 a guy who could do that. Like, yeah, he is. Like he's a guy. Even when he doesn't fit, he'll come in there and make meaningful contributions. Yep. But this team, if they're not gonna defend and rebound like a like a championship caliber team should. I mean, why are we even like you got Chuck, you got Charles Barkley for opening night talking about y'all are going to come out the West. They made him look like a fool. They've been making him look like a fool. I just, I, I, I love, <laughs> I understand why people love Portland. I love Dame. Like Dame is, it's hard for Dame not to be in anybody's top five players right now. Yeah. He's just elite. Like, he's... Yeah. I, I want my game to be just like his. <laughs> yeah. And, and to me, but this team... This team has had the same problems for, like, five years. Yep. Yeah. It's frustrating. That's I'll, I'll just say that. Not not a good way to start the year, Portland. Yep. All right. Uh, what else? The Denver and um, Sacramento game was really exciting. Yeah, it's nice just finish. a fun game. Yeah. And I wouldn't really kill either team for it. It, was a, it wasn't a good loss for Denver, but you know they they're gonna need some time to adjust to their roster changes. I would make a hot take. Uh, I think Denver is going to be battling to make it to the playoffs. Like, playing game. I'll remember playing, you uh, said that. Huh? I'll remember you said that. 
right. When Jokic is like a top tier MVP candidate and Murray's or or Porter the, Jr. figures it out. They don't have anyone else. <laughs> Will Barton ain't there. <laughs> is he gonna carry them to the playoffs? No, no, no. They don't, <laughs> dude. They have Jokic, Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. for that. I know. I heard you. That's it. Come on, man. They got some good pieces. You act like because they lost Grant and Tory Craig, their whole depth is gone. And Plumley. Who else, who comes off the bench for them, other than Barton? <clears throat> uh, Dozier. Dozier's straight. Showed a lot of good. Got a he, lot of good things. Monty Morris. Sometimes Dozier didn't even play last season. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> That doesn't they're not saying bat- a lot. Those shot they're battling. I I I'm gonna remember you said that. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not seeing something. But I might be hating. Not trust me, because last year I was picking them to go to the finals with the team they had. Because you know I thought I have a lot of confidence in Michael Porter Jr. I have a lot of confidence in Murray. I I've, I've been saying for years that Murray was a guard who should be up there leading the league in scoring. You remember me saying that? Yeah. Um, and I think Harris should be taking a step forward from last year. He's coming off the injury last year, so I think this is the year to shine. But I just, for some reason, this the depth of this team has changed so drastically. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. They have like no who's their backup center, Bowl. Hell yeah, that's not gonna cut it. <laughs> He's gonna foul out. Sixty percent okay. of the games he gets more than fifteen. That's okay. Jokic is in better shape. He can play more minutes. He's not going to be fouling. He didn't play defense. You just said. Uh... <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> they're a you... flawless team. Oh, uh, I was going to say he's not. He got to play some defense, but I don't know. I, I don't see it. I don't see it this year for them. It, it's not looking good to me. <laughs> Those are my two hot takes for the playoffs. I don't think the Raptors are going to make the playoffs. And I don't think the Nuggets are going to be a top four, a top five seed. I'll say that. I'll I'll be a little less disrespectful. But I think they're going to be bottom three. And I don't think the Raptors are going to make the playoffs at all. Okay. We'll come back to this. I'll put it on my sticky note on the wall. That that's it for me. I think the Raptors are out for sure. <laughs> Let's talk trash. about the the night game. All right, you got this. You got the beginning. I only uh, watched the first half. Okay. Because I, I was kind of burned out from watching just a ton of basketball the first two days. Uh, okay. But the, I mean, Dallas to me didn't really surprise me. They looked about the same. Yeah. Uh, I think Josh Richardson's a nice fit, but like. With their play style, I expected him to be a nice fit. Mm-hmm. And they're still... I don't know how Rick Carlisle does this, but they, like, they'll come out and it's just Doncic forcing everything. Yeah. And I, I they go into a timeout, and when Doncic isn't great or spectacular, they look like a lottery team. Yeah. And it's like, it, it goes on for about three to four minutes. They call a timeout. And then they come out of that timeout like an entirely different team. Because mm-hmm. now they're not playing through Doncic, or if they're playing through Doncic, it's to get shots for other guys. 
Yeah. And they have this weird dynamic that they could flip where the ball just moves. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do that. And because they move the ball so well, they're like random role players get good shots. Yeah. It, to me, like, on the surface, Phoenix dominated them, at least in the first half. Just was just looked better in every way. Yeah. And yet Dallas never let it get to, like, never let it get to a point where it wasn't a close game. Right. They didn't let it get out of reach, for sure. Yeah, and that's what I think... With Porzingis coming back, they're gonna have a little bit more of a more clear cut options on offense. Uh huh. And I think some of the role players could settle in because again, another game where Tim Hardaway Jr. looks awful. Yep. And I'm seeing too much of that. Yep. So, but but I liked what I saw from them. I mean they they're gonna go as far as Luca carries them. Yeah. He he took if he didn't take a while to warm up to this game or maybe his jumper was falling a little bit more, they would have won this game. Yeah, I, I would say that too. I would agree uh, with that. But Phoenix, I mean, this might be a hot take, but they're a playoff team. I think so too. I think one thing that we, I don't think I noticed until the bubble is that their depth is not a joke. It's And it's gotten so much better this year. And, and I really like, with CP... You get a lot more clear-cut uh, roles for the the depth. Yeah, and with Devin Booker only getting better and better, I mean this team is the trajectory is good for this team right now. Not only is Booker getting better, now his offense is focused. Yes. Now he can just score instead of having to be the point guard. I mean he started technically at point guard at times last season. Yeah, man. I mean, him and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal are, they're really trying to take that top shooting guard spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they have a lot of competition. Yeah, I mean, they saw as soon as the the top dog is having kind of personal issues in his town, they they jumped on the opportunity because they both looked elite to me. Who was the top dog? I mean, James Harden. Oh, uh, yeah. Just from, like, production alone. I forget James Harden even plays eight <laughs> positions. <on top>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Uh, about that, but, though. man, I He's thought... Dog. I, I really liked... I didn't like the kinds of shots CP was getting. It was kind of similar with DC. I really didn't like CP's shot selections, but I loved the shots Devin Booker was getting. Mm-hmm. And I thought with with such a elite point guard like CP, that that works well moving forward. Yep. Uh, and I think you know Aiton had a really awful game from what I saw, but he's still a young guy, still learning how to like not foul. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're gonna. It's it's gonna take some time for him to catch up. Yeah. Uh, the depth is there for them to be a playoff team. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, I mean, Dario and Etuan Moore didn't even play. Yeah. So, yeah, they got depth. I mean, Cameron Johnson is, like, <laughs> like fitting right into Kelly Oubre's roles in a way. Yeah. As far as, like, the off, uh, you know, if he's open, he's going to give you a bucket kind of guy. Um, He's long. He's looks like a pretty good defender now. Cameron Payne looked great. 
after not even being in the league a couple months ago. I mean, he was plus 14 yeah, for man. them. And they're uh, Bridges for them. McCall Bridges? Yeah. Dude, I didn't know he could shoot. Yeah, like, that's his thing. That was kind of all he was missing to me from what I saw is just if he's a consistent spot-up threat, he's going to yep. be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, Crowder is a guy I'm not worried about. He'll fit in eventually. I mean, he didn't look good last night but Crowder is good enough to fit even if he's not playing well yeah because he's going to play good defense no matter what and get rebounds I I liked what I saw from both these teams actually I like that the Mavericks worked through um, Luka not playing good because I don't think you know I I don't mean this in a um, I mean Luka's going to play good a lot but I think Luca is going to have more off games this season than he probably did last season. Just because I think teams are going to be preparing for him differently. Obviously happens to everybody off of that one, that first, you know, breakout year. Yeah. He's probably going to have more like highs and lows rather than just dominating all year. Right. So I like that the team had to figure it out and they didn't go as deep as they could go either. And obviously they didn't have, um, KP. So I forget I like that, that. Uh, I also forget that Powell was a very productive player for them. Yeah. And yeah. them having him back in the rotation was very, uh, it clearly made things easier for their depth. He's kind of like a, he's an underrated uh, defender for a center, I, I feel like. Yeah. You know, he's he's kind of like a canner type where he's going to get you good rebounds, tough rebounds, and he's going to play that stiff tough defense on his center I mean, he's not gonna like when be all defense but he's gonna you know the center is gonna know he's there yeah all night so um yeah they're good and uh i liked what collie stein did for them off the bench he didn't play much but the little bit he played i think helped them in a weird stretch of they were like in a lull when he came in and he came in and added some energy then they made the timeout and you know he just came out but they got guys they can go to. A lot of guys, a lot of depth for them. They don't really have a lot of guys that shouldn't play other than Maxie Clever. <laughs> Everyone else, I think, is a solid yeah. guy on the floor. So I, I think the future is bright for both these teams um, as far as this year goes, for sure. Uh, what what other games? Is there any other games worth talking about? Um. Uh. Oh, Atlanta. First look at Atlanta. I mean, hey, Trey Young is great. But yeah. Chicago, I just Chicago's not a good win to me. No, it's not. I need a, I need Atlanta to get a good win before we really deep dive what they look like. Yeah, Chicago was missing like half their roster. I don't know uh I don't know if they couldn't play. But I know a bunch of them didn't play. Sadaransky didn't play. Garrett Temple didn't play. Denzel Valentine, I think, is hurt. Uh, you know, a couple of their big men didn't play. So they um, they went with a limited limited squad. But, yeah, they didn't look good, man. They really don't look good as a team. I can't really tell where their roles are. Uh, they don't really have, like, a real point guard on their team either. It doesn't look like at least. 
And yeah. they have a weird thing where they look small sometimes, even though they're big. Like, they have Markinen and uh, Wendell Carter Jr., who are both, you know, close to the seven-footers, but yet the team still looks small when they go up against guys that just dominate them I in agree. the paint. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, I mean, Collins looked elite against them, but, I mean, he he's solid. The Hawks... The Hawks look even better than I thought they would look, to be honest. And I knew Trey would be great, but I didn't know. I didn't know out the gates they would look this fluid, even against a not so good team. Even without um, uh, Capella didn't play, right? I don't think so. Even without Capella, they just they look so smooth. Bogdanovich came off the bench, which we were unsure how that was gonna work. It worked great. Um, you know, uh, they started DeAndre Hunter, which I would think he wouldn't start if they had Capella. He looked great. They just looked they just looked very complete for a first game of a team with a lot of additions. They look like a team, too, who, like, midway through the year, they could have a lot more depth just because a lot of their draft picks who've kind of been waiting for a role are going to get one. Yeah. Uh, at least they'll get an opportunity to kind of fit a role. Yeah. And I, a number of those guys could, I think, contribute really well. Yep. Yep. I think this is Cam Reddish's year to be able to really step in and start becoming the elite shooter that everyone was hoping he would be. Because he doesn't have any other obligations. All you have to do is play defense and hit threes. Yeah, we got guys to do everything else. And you're gonna be playing with Rondo, so like, if if you're a good scorer, like this is the time you got to show that. Absolutely. And I don't think they had Chris Dunn. I think Chris Dunn is hurt. So I mean, they were missing Rondo, Capella, and Chris Dunn, which are all you know, upper rotation pieces, and they still looked really fluid. So. I'm excited to see them at full strength and see them in a battle. I hope they get some TV games. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Oh, last last game we got to talk about. I don't know if this is the last one, but uh, the most clutch performance of the first couple of days of games was definitely Malik Beasley having a good game. Oh, yeah. He went off. With all the stuff that he's going through off the court. <laughs> yeah. I mean, man, and I think Minnesota is a team. I don't think they're a playoff team, uh, but I think they're gonna be. They're gonna have a lot of good wins. Yeah, they are. They're, they're gonna be in some battles for sure. I mean, they're one of those teams. And me and you talked about it off air. They're a team you have to come get your W from. Yes. Like they're. It's not an easy dub for sure, especially with competitors like D'Angelo and Beasley. You know, I I'm thinking Edwards is going to be a pretty good competitor for this team. I, I mean, like he looks what good I'm so far. Yeah, yeah, letting the game come to him. He's hitting good threes. You know, we already know he has stupid bounce. <laughs> the Jake Lehman start is puzzling to me, but you know, it's cool. Shout out to Jake Lehman. 
Maryland guy. I loved him in college. I really did. Hey, Mellow Trimble's cooking, by the way. Uh, where is he at right now? The Australian League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he is. working over there. I didn't like anything I saw from um, the Pistons. Oh, yeah. They were looked... I, I saw the highlights of that, and that was not a good look. Josh Jackson led you in scoring? Not a good look at all. Somebody should get cut immediately. <clears throat> I mean, that's terrible. Of course, Blake... like, the pisses are so bad that they, they look like they feel Kennard's absence. <laughs> I won't say that off the first game. But I know what you mean. But it's like they they have a lot of they look like they're deep, and yet yeah. this first game like everybody shot poorly except Josh Jackson. Yeah. How does that even happen? Yeah, and D Rose shot well. That's yeah. it. I mean, at this point, I would really consider just starting D Rose and just you know wearing his knee out again if this is. <laughs> <laughs> if this is what it's gonna be like they're terrible nah, just let the Certain... rookie give the rookie a month to like really suck before starting d rose he can start but delon right why is he starting oh yeah i didn't know that was the other starter <laughs> they go um hayes which is the rookie delon Wright, plumley griffin and grant like no one is playing their actual position in the starting five Except for Plumley, so it's I don't know, man. I they're getting kind of a bad deal with this roster. This roster's not very good at all. Rodney Magruder. Shit, and they we should were, trade for James Harden. We were kind of interested in what the roster would look like, and I, you know, I think it might get better over time. But you know, I don't know what Blake Griffin is doing with his career anymore. Um, I know he just came off the injury, but, you know, I, I hope he gets back into the swing of things of yeah. being, like, an all-star. Yeah, man, I, I, even if they suck, I want them to have a stable roster all year. I do, too. I'm okay if they're a lottery team, and but they at least everybody's playing. Yeah. They're a historically bad drafting team, though, That's... since Darko Milicic. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen one good draft pick since then. <laughs> uh, Drummond was good. But other than Drummond, it, they got lucky with Drummond. Oh, my God. Um, they really sold in the draft a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I have. Oh, oh, let's talk about what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Which, which games? Uh, well, LeBron is playing, so Lakers-Mavericks. Yep. Would be a good one. Obviously, Brooklyn and, and Boston. Yep. That's going to be huge. Those are probably the two I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, I do want to see the first game just because I get to see the Pelicans. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, w- I would like to... <laughs> I kind of want to watch all of them except for the second game. <laughs> I don't even want to see the Warriors play the Bucks, really. I kind of want to see how Giannis bounces back, but it's just too bad that the Warriors are going to have to feel the wrath of that, <laughs> of him trying to, you know, come back from how he played. Yeah, and it's like, who's going to be guarding him? Nobody. Nobody. You know, Wiggins, no shot. Good luck, Kelly. 
<laughs> yeah, but I hated that. Ubre. I just I love Ubre, man. I, I feel bad that Clay Thompson isn't there. Cause I I just think Clay and Draymond like plug a lot of this team's holes. Ubre might have had the dunk of the year in the Second quarter of the first game yeah, of the season. You know, Durant's still not boxing anybody out. Not Something's never changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all I got. Looking forward to seeing where Harden goes still. He's getting fined 285000 per game he misses. Um, Back at the strip clubs, I see. <laughs> can't. Can't take him away, man. I'm really sick of this. Diet. This ha- this has to stop with the players. It has this to. This is dis- this is so disgusting. Like, how do you? S- I don't. Know. I just can't understand why he's choosing to act like this. <laughs> and now, now he said he wants to go to the Blazers. Did you see that? Yeah. What do you think? I'm I'm getting to a point where I hope they send him to like like Detroit. Send him in the middle of nowhere. Send him to the Warriors. Let's shake things up. <laughs> the Warriors aren't going to trade for no, him. No, I'm, I'm obviously I'm just throwing out teams, but I do hope they just send him somewhere to, like, to the Nuggets. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> or I just um... like as as this goes on longer and longer, more teams are going to be reluctant to like break the bank for him. I know because when when this first when this first started, the idea was like, wh- who's gonna blow up their roster for James Harden? But now, like, who would want to do that? Right. Who's getting better doing that? Right. I don't see. Anybody. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Yep. It's not looking good for him. If you did have a hot take where he would go, what would you say right now if you had to pick your your ideas? Um, if I had to pick right now, um, I'll say Milwaukee. You think Milwaukee's going to snag him? Hey, you wanted a hot take. I do. And who would they give up? Middleton? Mm-hmm. Or just yeah. a bunch of the trash. No, I think Middleton. Yeah, <laughs> I'd take that risk. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, you wanted Let's a see. hot take. That's a hot take for sure. For sure. All right, we're gonna get out of here, and we'll be back uh, soon. Talk about the Christmas games and stuff. Um, end of the year. Yeah, end of the year. Uh, football season I mean the playoffs are coming up so uh, yeah we're gonna get into that you got anything else no thank you for listening as always yep um, let's see where am I gonna go for a uh, close out uh, I'm gonna go with um, this is Mick Jenkins from um, one of his previous projects this is understood And we'll be back next time.
I know you mad at me, I ain't even 